ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome aboard. We're going to get started today. Today is uh, Thursday, September 14th, 2023. And uh, Brother David, welcome. How are you doing today, my friend? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you, Shannon. Um, we've uh, The weather's broken now in England. We've got rain. So uh, some people will say that's good. Some people will say it's bad. But to me, I find it's a bit of relief from all the very heat. Well, amen to that. But then I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Excellent. And uh, we, as we were just getting started, you were asking me about an update on an uh, email I sent you on uh, A.L. And I'll, I'll say that to the end of the program. i got something interesting to tell you. Uh, folks, Yes. welcome. And uh, Brother David, I'm going to turn it over to you. Would you like to open us in prayer? And the microphone is yours. Y- yes, I will do. And I'll start on you in prayer. Yes. Yes, Father God, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for today, Lord. I pray, Father God, Lord, that the people listening, Lord, will receive something from you, Lord. Lord, as we've been in ministry for many years, Lord, it, it makes us just wonder sometimes, Lord, that we're on the right track. And, Father God, I pray, Father God, for each one, Lord, that, that they'll consider their lives this day, Lord. And I pray, Father God, Lord, we'll be able to use everything we do lord to our best of our ability father god um, help us this day and help us to understand lord and give us the courage lord to to change if we have to change lord i pray in jesus name amen 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 so i had one word and i've, I've just put this word together and it's it's called re-evaluate Re-evaluate. That's the word that came coming to me time and time again this week. So I looked in the dictionary, Oxford Dictionary, and it says, consider again. And it also it says, reassess one's opinion. Well, I think after being in ministry now for 30, probably nearly 40 years, I should guess 40 years, somewhere around there, sometimes it makes me wonder am I really doing what God wants me to do and sometimes we need to come aside and reevaluate our lives uh, on our lives where we are and also in our ministry but it's uh, it's a dangerous place to be in because we're always uh, very um, confident in what we know but to step into the unknown is uh, it takes faith and sometimes it it can be a little bit fearful so I just read a few words I want to put down here but are we maximizing our calling using the God-given gifts that we've been given now this message is for me as it is for anyone else am I maximizing my gifts and calling that God has given me I know that uh, God has given me, we're talking about Miracle Valley, I know God has given me the gift of miracles because I've seen many, many miracles. And the miracles are when something happens instant, when somebody gets healed instantly. Healing can take a matter of time, but miracles can be instant. For instance, praying for a blind person and then suddenly, within seconds, they can see, that is a miracle. Or a deaf-mute, never spoken in their life ever, 
and suddenly, within seconds, they can speak and they can hear. That's a miracle. Somebody in a wheelchair or somebody whose spine has been cut open, they can't move. They're just almost like a dead person in a wheelchair. But straight after prayer and they can walk is a miracle. Now, we all want to see miracles. It what makes me tick. Okay, I'm moving deliverance, but deliverance, to me, is a means to an end. And deliverance is obviously, all I want to move in deliverance is to do the will of God. And to get, to get miracles, you definitely need the gift of deliverance. You need to be able to move in that because often the miracles come when people get delivered. And that's why sometimes people are praying and praying and praying for people to get healed and it might take years uh, for it to happen if it ever does happen. But a miracle is instant. And when people get set free from demons, it's instant. That once they were deemed possessed and suddenly in the power of Jesus, they are set free. Now, I may be talking to some people that's online at this moment, and this may be for you, or it may be uh, you need to re-evaluate your life, like I am doing with my life at this moment. We've got to understand that good is the enemy of best. What we doing is good is the enemy of best. You know, a lot of people in the ministry, and and I know a lot of people, and that they they really want to serve God. So the easiest way to serve God is to to build a church, or get people around you, or be a pastor. That's the easiest way in ministry because it's a safe way and we preach the message and we have people come to listen and that's a safe way to serve God. But to be a prophet or uh, to be a prophet, to be um, an apostle and not just somebody who walks around being an apostle, I'm talking about being an apostle with signs, miracles and wonders to follow. That's the signs of an apostle, so it says. Not having some name on your shirt saying apostle such and such, apostle David or apostle Shannon or, or whatever, that's not a sign of apostle. The sign of apostle is signs, miracles and wonders, it says. Well, to move in that is... is uh, Really, uh, it's, it's living by faith. So good is the enemy of best. And I guess a lot of people in ministry are accepting the good rather than the best. I can remember years and years ago, a man said to me, David, you uh, are running the church, and I'm still running the church. And he said to me, he said, David, the devil will keep you uh, messing about with 12 people in the church or 15 people in the church when you could reach the world. And I didn't really uh, want to accept that because, you know, sometimes we don't want to accept what may be the truth. We, we're not really willing to accept it. We're not wanting to because we make excuses. I was talking to somebody only yesterday. They knew full well that what they got was from the devil, but they took a lot of coincidence to, to get rid of it. Now, the thing is, we, we're all the same. We, we're not brave enough to step out with God. And so this person said this to me, and I didn't particularly want to know that. And and uh, another person said to me, um, she's died now, this lady has, but she said, and this is another occasion, uh, she said, David, if you didn't believe what you believed, then you would have the biggest church in England or in the, the whole area where you live. And I said, well, I know what I believe, and I know what the Scripture says. 
So I said, if that's the case, then I should just have to have a small church. Now, whether that was the right answer or not, only God will know. Only God will tell. But uh, the thing is this, that yes, I, I do believe the Bible right from beginning to end. And some of the, the doctrines that we believe in the church that I run is not orthodox with any other church in the country. But we do what God says. Now, if it's for me to build something for me, then I'll be a fool to do that. But I'm trying to serve God the best I can, even though uh, I do it through hard times, even do it through poverty, even though I keep on doing it and trying and trying. And uh, sometimes you feel you're getting nowhere. But the thing is this, that as a time comes when we really do need to reevaluate our life and I'm not making any complaints or anything like this, I'm just saying I might be speaking to somebody today who's listening, particularly particularly if you're a young Christian. So we need to take time out and set aside to see if what we are doing is what God has called us to do. We all know he said preach the word. We all know he says uh, uh, try and save souls. We all know that. Sorry, you there, Shannon? You made a noise then. Sorry, I don't know what it was. Yes, sir, I'm here. Anyway, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, here. I had a noise. I didn't know if you something was happening. Anyway, we need to take time out and set aside to see if what we're really doing is what God has really called us to do. It may mean that our lives need some adjustments, sometimes big, sometimes small. But it may mean that something needs to be adjusted in our, in our life because we all really want to do the will of God. Now, I, I have to say this, we need to hear from God. And the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice, and we need to hear from God. We can't just go blibly along and saying I'm not heard from God. We need to hear his voice. Remember Samuel, he heard his voice because the Lord called him in the night and said Samuel. And he thought it was Eli calling him. But it was no, it was God calling him. And he had to tune himself into God's voice. And we need to hear God's voice for us to be successful and peaceful in our ministry. I did say to the Lord when I felt the Lord telling me to start a church, and I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, yes, I will start a church in the town, um, but your scripture says, your burden is light, your yoke is easy. So if it ever gets a burden to me, or it ever gets hard, then I just want to tell you I'm packing it in. I will not do it. Because you said your yoke is easy, your burden is light. So it should be easy for us or relatively easy that we can not cause the stress and strain and things like that. Times I hear people say they're serving God and then they, they can't sleep or they've got a problem with this. And now, are they really doing what God's told them to do? Because the Bible said God gives his beloved sleep and, and peace. So, we really do need to hear from God. Maybe we are actually spot on in what we're doing, or maybe we do have to make some adjustments, big or small. And it's a dangerous place to be in uh, where you start to reevaluate your life because you might find out that, goodness me, have I wasted all my life? Have I wasted so much? Uh, could I done a lot more? Would I done it better if I'd done this or that? And we all must go through these sorts of things. And uh, for each one of us, we need to know um, everybody I'm talking to may be just in the right place, and I might be just in the right place, and everybody may be just in the right place. But it does good, really, to sometimes to just come aside to see if this is what you have called me to do, Lord. 
Now, it, it says in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, I'm just trying to find it. 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse um, 14. Just find it here. Remind them of these things. Charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself and approve to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So when, what he's saying here is that... Um, we all have got the word of truth. We've got the word of truth. It's the Bible. It's the word of truth. But we've got to be able to divide it. In other words, explain what it's saying. Uh, I have written a small book, and the book is, What is the church to do with God? What has the apparent church to do with God? Because when I see in um, the, the world today, I see something like maybe 200 or 300 uh, different denominations and sects of Christianity, and they all believe something a little bit different. They all may, may believe that Jesus died on the cross for the sin, which is good, that, but that is the starting point, and for 95% is the finishing point. Because the next step to make is out of context with everybody else. So there is at least 255, if it's 256, at least 255 people with the wrong message. Because God's word is the truth. Now, we do know that the Bible says that many will receive doctrines of demons. Now, what does it mean by doctrines of demons? It means some sort of teaching that you're adopting that is not in the Word of God. And that is your doctrine. Your doctrine is what you believe. And that doctrine you've got is what you believe. And if it's not exactly lined up with the Word of God, then it's a doctrine of a demon, because only demons can give you that. I mean, to us who are speaking and listening now, it's pretty obvious to all of us that the uh, the doctrine of the Mormon church about the golden plates that came from heaven uh, to Joseph Smith was a doctrine of demons, not from God. That's just one, a simple one, a big one as well, but a simple one. And it's obvious to everybody who's got any spiritual discernment. So it says that we should rightly divide the word of truth. We should know how to speak the word and know what the word is saying and actually explain what it is saying slowly. Sometimes we rush over things and we we don't actually study it slowly. You know, there was an old hymn and it says, Tell me the old, old story. Tell me the story slowly that I may take it in. About God's remedy for sin. You know, sometimes we can't rush this. It's the most important most important thing in your life being a Christian and so it says rightly dividing the word of truth it said but shun verse 16 but shun profane and idle babblings for they will increase more ungodliness if, and their message will spread like cancer Emmaus and Philippius are of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. You see, what happens when people start to spread things which are not exactly from God, they think they're doing a good thing, but on the other hand, they are probably overthrowing the faith of some weaker Christians and then they fall away so we should not say anything unless we know it's from the scripture from what God says 
They say they've already strayed and they've overthrown the faith of some. It said, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows who I is, and let everyone who names the name of Jesus Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house they are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honour and some for dishonour. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honour, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So you see, we need to be prepared to do good works. We need God to prepare us. And we need to rightly divide the word of truth. So we, we are a blessing to people and not really to old people back. We're not in this ministry, or should not be, to old people back. We should be to encourage. And this Amiga Man Radio, I'm sure, was set up to encourage people to know that they've got an answer for their life. And they could be looking for healing. They're looking for uh, get rid of the torment they have in their life. And, and maybe nobody told them that it, it could be a demon. And you could be set free from it if you only receive some prayer. Well, that is the truth. Whatever your problem is, Jesus is your answer. And he can set you free. So we must only stick to the God's word, what is true. You see, in Matthew 7, I just go to it. In Matthew 7, this is the Lord Jesus speaking. I'll just try and, try and get it out, me King James Bible. Uh, Matthew 7. Just bear with me a moment while I just find it. Okay, Matthew 7, verse 21. 17. Scripture says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So, Jesus is saying about us doing the will of the Father. Now, we may do many things, but are we doing the will of the Father? Because he, he goes on to say, people will say, we've prophesied in your name, in your name we've cast out devils, in your name we've done many wonderful works. Then I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that worketh iniquity. And that's a challenging message for all of us, because particularly for those who minister on the eager man, and I'm one of them, we've prophesied in his name, we have done miracles in his name, we've cast out demons in his name, and yet to some of these people he said, I never knew you. So whatever we do, we need to know that God has called us to it, this job. Many probably will be called to it, and maybe maybe all, I do not know. But we need to reevaluate our lives. Is this what God has called me to do? And what I've seen of some in the deliverance ministry, who people call themselves deliverance ministers, to me, they're, prov- they're obviously not being called by God. Some of the things that they do, some of the things that they say to people. I've even known some in London who, who give people potions of drinks to, 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 to drink, to, to, to get rid of demons and, and all sorts of weird and wonderful things they give them to get rid of demons. Jesus did not do that. That sort of thing brings demons in. Jesus did not do that. He loved them, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, he dealt with them, and he spoke to that demon, and that demon knew that he had the authority, and they had to leave. So we need to know that on what I'm doing, is it right? And if not, we need to find out from God if what you're doing is right. 
This is what Jesus said, only those who do the will of my Father. And if we go on a bit further, we go to Mark chapter 3. I'll just find this, chapter 3, verse 31. So, taking me a while to find it in this Bible. Um, chapter 3, verse 31. Here we go then. Mark chapter 3, verse 31. Then came his brethren and his mother, standing without, sent unto him, calling him. And the multitude sat about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren without seek for thee. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother? Who is my brethren? Then he looked around about on those that sat about him. And said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother. So he's saying here that who is his brethren? Those who do the will of God. And again, we're going to look in John chapter 6. Again, the words of our Lord Jesus, uh, 6 verse 38. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but to will of him who sent me. This is the Father's will, which shall right send me. All of those which he have given me, I shall lose none and shall raise them up on the last day. So Jesus is saying, I came down from heaven for only one reason. Only one reason. Not to do his will, but to do the will of God who sent him. Now, again, we can see this, that we must be get ourselves into the will of God. Because if you're not, you're like a square peg in a round hole. I'm sure we've all heard that saying. Let me tell you, it doesn't fit. A square peg will not go in a round hole, whatever you do. It doesn't fit in. So maybe if you feel I'm not fitting in, maybe it's time to, to move and come aside and see what God wants, really wants to call you into. You may ask yourself, well, why have I been born then? A lot of times I've asked my, this question to myself. Why have I been born? I didn't have to be born. I know my mother and father, they got together and made love one day. And, uh, and I was a result of it. But, you know, God had got a plan for that even though they probably didn't know that. And we've all, I believe, been born for a reason. You're not just an accident. So the people who think of, well, I don't want to know God or like that or uh, I'm not interested, you know, they don't understand that God has called them. He's allowed them to be born for a reason. And that's why when people have an abortion, and which, is a, which is an absolute atrocity, that anybody should want that. Because if you say, well, I've had a, somebody rape me, I was born out of wedlock, this person, I didn't like, we have an abortion because it was the wrong time, it was the wrong person, I shouldn't have had it with him, or this, that, and the other. Well, you should have considered that before you even got together. But you don't think of that, and now you finish up pregnant and decide to have an abortion, which is murder. And you, if you don't, you've murdered your child. Now, you can receive forgiveness from God if you ask him. But you'll, you'll be suffering from a guilt complex and you'll be suffering from lots of problems until you get ministry to be released from it because you have really destroyed the life. 
and life that God wanted to come to this earth. So I'm not condemning people like that. I'm just saying to you that you need to be honest and to be set free. Now, a lot of people are not honest. It was like when I was in Nigeria, I asked the church there, I was preaching that, I said, how many in this church have been involved in witchcraft? And nobody raised a hand. And then I said, well, what about your mothers or your fathers or your grandparents? Were any of them involved in witchcraft? Raise your hand. And nobody raised a hand. I said, I just cannot believe that. This is the home of witchcraft. And none of you, none of your ancestors have been involved. And so I didn't pray for anybody. I wanted people to be honest and be set free. And the pastor came to see me later and he said, David, they've all been involved. But they don't want to talk about it. They're too ashamed. I said, well, they should have been ashamed before they went, shouldn't they? But now they've been, now they need to be honest and be set free. Because unless you're honest, you will not be set free. You can't tell God a lie. God is the one who delivers you and he's not going to set you free from a lie. Because you're saying, I didn't do it, but you did. So, God will forgive you if you ask him and get somebody who you can trust to pray for you and let them love you and set you free. And we pay for many people like that. My wife prays for many people who've had abortions and been set free uh, because, yes, wrong time, wrong place, wrong person or whatever. And, uh, well, it's, it's not a good place to be in. But you see, Jeremiah was born for a reason. And it says here, and you've been born for a reason. And those children, everyone, God had planned. And in Jeremiah, it says, verse 5, it says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee to be a prophet unto the nations. And then said I, Our Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am my child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I send thee, and whatever I command thee, thou shalt speak. And do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. You see, God, he knew God had called him. He knew God had chosen him. But he didn't want to do it. He said, I'm only a child. But God had got a plan for him in his life. He was born to be a prophet. God had planned for a prophet to come from his mother and father. And his name was going to be Jeremiah. And then we see another man who was born for a reason. His name was Moses. Moses was born of an Hebrew slave, thrown into the river, but then it was brought out of the river. And the name of Moses means saviour and deliverer. And it was through Moses that the nation of Israel was saved. And he delivered them from the power of Pharaoh. A mighty power. But Moses, a man who said he could not speak, delivered the people. And you could go like that through anybody in the Bible. They've all been born for a reason. Just like I said, Daniel, or Samson, or Samuel. All been born for a reason. And you've been born for a reason, and so am I. And I guess at this moment, I'm just thinking, why have I been born? What has God got planned when you see me in my mother's womb? And it's the same for you that are listening. Why have you been born? Are you really doing what God's called you to do? Is it time to reevaluate your life? Is it time for you to get set free from fear and anxiety? 
is it time for you to get set free from, sometimes from yourself, for your own ideas, your own plans? Because I know this, that all my plans that I plan for will come to nothing. But if I'm in God's plan, it will produce fruit. And this is where I am in my life, age 67. Re-evaluating my life. Of course, I always want to serve Jesus in my life. But am I doing what God's really called me to do? Well, I'll say only time will tell. And only time will tell with you if you're honest before God. So I want to pray for anybody who's considering today that their life... Because remember, we've only got one. We don't get another chance at it. We don't just get another go, like on the fairground, where you can put your money in the slot machine and have another go. No, we don't have another go at it. The decisions we make in this life will affect us eternally. So in Jesus' name, I pray for everybody who's listening. I pray you strengthen them, you encourage them, Lord, and Lord, you'll help them, Lord, to to move into your will, Lord. I pray, Father God, Lord, that the people's lives, Lord, will grow with you, Lord, and Lord, you'll bless everyone who's listening, Lord, and Lord, you'll strengthen them and and lead them into righteousness, Lord, and lead them into to walk with you, Lord, a walk of faith with you, Lord. So, Father God, bless everyone this day, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother David, what a powerful message today. You know, you said at the beginning, are we maximizing our calling? Yep. Folks? And the the gifts that God has given us. And the gifts that God has given us that are without repentance. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God has given everybody something that they can use for the kingdom of God. God has a job for everyone who will answer the calling. And you know... And this is why when you told me you started off today about what you're planning for Miracle Valley, I just thought, well, praise God that Shannon is really trying to move into what God has called him to do. You know, brother, I believe that I need to move forward. I'm thankful for the Shannon, we saw a miracle before our own very eyes, that young lady, three weeks ago. Yes, sir. Uh, for those that do not know what we're talking about, there was a, uh, a cry that came out for prayer for a, uh, a sister's daughter. Who had four stage cancer, cervical cancer, dying, was at death's door, didn't want to drink anymore, eat anything, was there waiting to die, withstanding a miracle of God. And the, the plea went out for anybody that would to come in agreement for her healing. And they reached out to me, and I said, I know who I'm going to call. A man who has stood with me many times, you prayed with me. Um, for the Henry Gruber and his wife you prayed for my uh, I guess you could call my uh, my son-in-law's mother who was dying did not know Jesus had an opportunity for her to receive the Lord she did she died she's in heaven tonight and brother David has prayed with me when I couldn't get a hold of many people out there or I didn't know anybody that had the faith for healing that had seen miracles like brother David has Make a long story longer. We got on the phone with WhatsApp. You could see what I saw, Brother David. She was in a fetal position, practically. No energy, skin and bones. About to die, folks. Withstanding the miracle hand of God. Brother David prayed. I and the uh, parents, we stood in agreement rebuked that spirit of death brother David commanded healing in Jesus name and before the phone call was over the mother testified that color was coming back into her daughter's lips 
Now, when you have four-stage cancer of any type, that's a death sentence, folks. According to man, man, doctors don't have a cure for that. But God does. Is anything too hard for God? And Brother David prayed. I witnessed it. And the Lord energized her. They were getting ready to put her in hospice. He said, don't do that. She will die for sure. If they start giving her morphine, her organs will shut down. We'll pray. She's still alive today, three weeks later. And it was reported to me that they were getting her to eat and drink for the first time. And I'm waiting on some updates. But that's a miracle hand of God. The death angel was waiting for this sister. As is waiting at the bedside of many out there to take them into eternity. Withstanding the healing power of God. And you know, some are going to go out in a body bag because the people of God who have been called to go lay hands on the sick that they recover may not be doing their job. There are people who have died, killed by demons, because we were not doing what Jesus Christ commanded us to do in Mark 16. And I read that verse on my last program, Brother David, I did yesterday. That's a calling for all. It's not a calling for men or only women or only people who went through Bible school. It's a universal call for all who call themselves Christians. And if we're not doing it, we're going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ at judgment time. Everybody's going to be judged. Either at the great white throne judgment, if you don't know Christ, if you're there, it, there's no hope for you. There's no reprieve coming. It's hell followed by the lake of fire. Or if you die in Christ, we're going to be at the judgment seat of Christ. None of us escape judgment. That, though, is going to be for rewards. But believe me, the word of God is true. Everything will be disclosed at that time, folks. That's why we need to repent now and be forgiven. And we need to get to work now. Or we're going to get there and be sad that we let the Lord Jesus down. Now, there's another verse that a lot of people don't preach about, Brother David. And it's the one that talks about we must bear fruit. And if we don't, God will work with us, try to cultivate us. He'll do all he can. But in the end, if we don't bear fruit, it says you'll be plucked up and thrown into the fire. Now, what's that about? I'm here to tell you. Grace is not something we just take and go on about our way. We're called to pick up our cross. Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me or you're not worthy of me. Remember I did a teaching on grace versus government. God's grace and God's government. Now people don't want to know his government, but they all want to know his grace. Every one of us can work for the Lord, Brother David. Everybody can share the gospel with somebody, can hand out a chick track, can put a Bible in the hands of somebody, can say, can I pray for you today for anything? Whatever God leads him to do. And some go full-time in ministry. Yeah, can I say something, Shannon? Yes, sir. Yeah. I know you may talk about it, Fran, but I, I want to talk about it now. Normally when I speak on the radio here, you'll say, David, hand out your, um, your contacts, and um, and uh, if anybody wants to support your ministry, do like you do, do, don't you? Yes, sir. Well, I, I want to say, if anybody wants to support my ministry, I, I want you to consider what I've said today. And Shannon has got a, a big plan ahead that he feels I want to do, and I really feel it's going to be good. And he wants to buy the Miracle Valley Place of A.A. Allen. He just needs $355,000, I believe, is that something like that. He's got a place for 5000 Uh If I could give you the 355 I would do. But if enough people can give what they can, I want to say anybody who's going to give me a gift, if you were going to give me one, uh, if you weren't, then I hope you were going to do, because I want you to give it to Shannon's plea for this place and not to me. Everybody. He, he, now, he, he didn't tell me to say that, but I want you to give it towards this miracle place, uh, Miracle Valley, where we can see miracles in America, where he'll set up a deliverance miracle center, because this is what we need to do. And so if, you, if anybody wants to give anything to me, please give it to Shannon uh, uh, after listening to this program. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me tell I got you. at him before you said anything. Let me tell you what we're, we got in store. Okay, in a nutshell, 
the evangelist known as God's Man of Faith and Power, A.A.L., and who went home to be with Jesus in 1970, faithfully served the Lord and evangelized the world. Untold thousands upon thousands came to Christ, were set free, were delivered, were healed. Miracle healings happened on a daily basis. That's why they called the TV show Miracles Today. It happened every day. God moved. And God provided supernaturally for a place, a land in Cochise County, Arizona, three miles from the border of Mexico and Hereford, uh, a place that was just a patch of desert, and moved on a young man of God, Urban Lindecker, to donate 1,200 acres to be set aside to build God's church and set up a home base for ministry. Now, Brother Allen spent almost his entire ministry on the road until the time he died doing tent revivals. But they would come back to home base in between and they held camp meeting there. It became known as the revival camp meeting capital of the world. They broadcast TV programs from there. They had the home church that would seat over 2,000 people. And there they had a Bible school. People could take correspondence courses and tens of thousands did and were commissioned under the ministry to go out preach the gospel. People came from all over the world. They even flew in on airplanes. Even John Wayne got on a plane one time flew in. People that had no other hope of means, even brought people in on stretchers on a, in an airplane, landed on the tarmac, which is to the side of the property, came in and had people pray for them, and they were healed, then took off again. Miracles happened there. That's why it's called Miracle Valley, a miracle well. Try to find water in the deserts of Arizona. It's hard. And they found water where a prophetic word said it would be down to the exact foot. It was like 800-some-odd feet and that well is still pumping out water today. All that you would ever need. It's truly a miracle story. But in 1970, Brother Allen went home to be with Jesus. And others that came in, over time, destroyed the property. And it sits now with 37.5 acres. Uh, it was a Bible school for 20 years. It went derelict, abandoned. Several came in and tried to save it, including my friends, Pastor Louie and Rose Bentoncourt, that came in and bought it in 2014 and have had it until this time. Then sadly, some taxes were added to the property that were not their responsibility, but they got pinned with it. And because they could not come up with the money, the Board of Supervisors of Arizona seized the property, which was wrong, and they've got it up for auction. There may be people getting ready right now to bid that would like to raise the property to the ground, destroy God's church. They almost did it, but it was stopped. And the county was forced to auction it and not tear down the church or some of the other buildings that were still standing. Who knows who may be lurking in the shadows that would like to come in and turn it into a Walmart. And there's some fine people right now with a plan to go in. Several would like to bid on it and are preparing their bids to buy it. But God put it in my heart only in the last 72 hours to try for it. Now, God knows who's going to get it. But I had not made a decision I was going to enter into it, nor did, do I have the money to do it. My war chest was $0. I found out that the bid is going to be 325000 just a bid. As of today, no one has entered into the bidding race. I think they may be waiting to the last minute. I don't know. On top of that, you've got to have an 8% buyer's premium. Now, that's just to get into the race, and who knows what the ultimate bid is going to be. But I, I did an audio three days ago, and I posed a question to the people of God out there of a Mega Man Radio, Brother David. I said, yeah. should we enter into this race? Because one thing I've not heard with anybody's plans is to go back in there and kindle the ministry of deliverance, as it was in the days of A. Allen. And I have a vision for that property. If we could get that property, we would get the lights turned back on in that church, begin to hold services, stream it all eight ways to Sunday that we found that you can do. We would also get on TV and begin to televise that program. We already got already opened the door, and we did 13 episodes on the Word TV network. That's already been a reality. And that was a miracle in and of itself. It could happen again. And even better than that, I've been looking for a home base to hold deliverance conferences for many years. 
No invites anywhere to come into a church and do it. We didn't have the money to pay a hotel $5,000 and only seat 50 people. That's outrageous. I said, we need our own place. What better place in the capital for revival worldwide that once was and could be again? And what I would do is my goal is to have quarterly, maybe even monthly as we build up to it, deliverance, full gospel power evangelism meetings. We'll bring you in, Brother David, from England. Hold revival down there. Now, it's out in the middle of the desert, but that doesn't matter. People came far and wide. There were tens of thousands of people, so many people out there. You ought to see the aerial photos of it. It could happen again, and it could also happen over the Internet with worldwide streams. They didn't have that back then. And so I would like to see the property turn back into what it was meant to be, a training camp for the full gospel ministry. And um, I put out that plea. Brother, I had the first person say, me and my husband prayed, we would like to pledge $1,000. A person on YouTube that I don't know from Adam, they said, I don't even know you, but I saw the video you did, and God put it on my heart to give $3,000. And I've had several stories like that. I have a brother that I've just met in the Lord. Prior to all this, he started to cry in the Spirit. For three days, he said he cried. And God put a burden on his heart for Miracle Valley. And God told him, there are some that would like the property for other reasons. But I want my property to remain. I want the church rebuilt. And people have been coming out of the woodwork telling me, oh, deliverance needs to come back to Miracle Valley now like never before. And someone said, God has tapped you to make this happen. Now, I'm saying, God, give me a confirmation. If this is of you, we're going to need a quick miracle, Lord, because I have zero dollars. Now, within 24 hours of putting out that plea, we've had six, now eight, I'm looking at the title, eight people as of today who have come forward. We went from zero dollars 48 hours ago. We've got 11,250 in the war chest. That's a far cry from where we need to be. I want to encourage you on something. Yes, sir. We have got a small church in, in our town. And it used to be a Salvation Army building. And I wanted it for a church. Yes, sir. And so um, we we had got enough money to buy it outright. We'd been saving up and we'd got enough money to buy it outright. And we'd been meeting in a, a rented building for quite a while. And uh, so I went to the estate agent and, and they said to me, um, what do you want it for, the building? Because you'd probably have to have a change of use. So I said, no, it don't matter about change of use. She said, well, you'll have to have a change of use. Uh, is it going to be a, a carpet warehouse or or <laughs> a supermarket? I said, no. She said, well, most people buy churches for supermarkets and that. I said, no, the difference is I buy supermarkets to make them into churches. Wow. <laughs> 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 so uh, she was shocked as I wanted it for a church brother um, I pray as we're instructed pray Father God your will be done with Miracle Valley on earth as it is in heaven I said to the Lord I said Lord you haven't said anything to me about this although I've had this burden for some time to be involved with the, with the project days I have just been compelled and I can't explain it uh, just wanting to be a part of it and I said to the Lord God it doesn't hurt to ask you I'm going to enter into the throne room of grace boldly and ever present help of time of need and I'm just going to uh, lay this down for you my heart I said God I'd like to take that and see the fires of deliverance rekindled what better use than to see power evangelism come back to your church I have no money but God, money's not a problem from you. Doesn't the word say all the gold and silver of the Lord's and the cattle on a thousand hills? Folks, this is really a paltry sum of money. I mean, in the scheme of things. Now, we don't know yet what it still might take in the final bidding process because there may be others that already have the minimum and they maybe have a, a war chest up to a million dollars. Who knows? I know at the end of the day, God has no problems financing a project like this. And I said, Lord, 
we're going to need a quick miracle. But at the end of the day, if this is your will, it's going to happen. And I really don't have to sweat it. I've made it known to the Lord. I will go for you there. If you want us to do it, God, you're going to have to make it happen because I have no way to do it on my own. I have a couple friends who are millionaires. I reached out to them. Nobody wrote me back. <laughs> I said, well, I'll try. I tried. Brother, I've done podcasts. I've used my Facebook. I use my Substack, And all these are a lot smaller than they used to be. I've done everything I can humanly possible. And I'm going to keep doing a broadcast today because we've only got eight days left now to get the word out. And again, I want to make it clear, I'm not asking for any money at this juncture. We're just taking pledges. If we can't come up with a bid, then it's a moot issue. If we can get enough in pledges, that means you write me and say, yeah, I'll give $100, I'll give $5, whatever. And we got the tally to do it. Then I'll place a bid, and then I'll contact you, and you can send the money. And then even at that point, Brother David, if we were to bid and we lose the bid, God forbid, 100% of the money goes back. I'm not taking a dime from it. So that's how it would go down. Now, here's the shocking yeah. thing. I know we've got thousands of people out there, potentially, who can be a part. And I just want to be clear. Don't think you're going to embarrass yourself if you say, I've got $5 to give. God is in a $5 bill. Despise not the day of small beginnings. The widows might. The sad part is, Everybody can give $5, and I've got eight people out there who have stepped forward. Now, I asked the question of the Lord today, Lord, what's that mean? They don't believe? They're stingy to the work of God? They don't like me? Uh, They have believed the lie that others have propagated, that A. Allen was a drunk, which was a lie from the pits of hell. I know people who lived with him and worked with him up to the very end. And that was a lie that continues to be propagated today by one man, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's an admitted homosexual. And there was a smear campaign on A. Allen by the newspapers who hated the man of God. Now, I'm not surprised that the devil would try to smear the ministry, but we know the true story. And I don't know the in, in reason, but I know this. Things probably have never really changed. When the day of battle comes, You'll know who will stand with you. And I'm going to put the appeal out one last time. Who will stand with a mega man ready on the day of battle to save Miracle Valley? If you got $5 or if you don't, you could fast one meal and take the $5 you're going to spend on a blasted cheeseburger and put it into the work of the Lord. You know, there's untold, untold riches for those that invest in the kingdom work of God in terms of souls. He that wins souls is wise. Everybody can do something. And I don't want to get angry here. But when push comes to shove, you know who will stand with you in the day of battle. And I want to reiterate again. If all I have is $5, I'm going to give $5. I did my best. The widow did her best. Surely we can do better than eight people. And brother, I have don't contacted... Does it say on the, uh, on the dollar bill, in God we trust... Yes, sir. Right now it still does. <laughs> uh, brother, listen, there are some people out there on fixed incomes, and literally, I know what it's like not to have 35 cents in my name. Yeah. But listen, that's not the will of God either. That's poverty. That needs to be broken. You need to call and get some deliverance. And you know what? Everybody can fast a meal and give that money to the work of the Lord. And at least you did what you could. That's all we ask you to do. Now, at the end of the day, I'm still not going to sweat it. Because maybe God doesn't want to use many people to do it. Maybe like you did in the day of Gideon. There were 30,000 too many. He got it down to 300. And you know, if this happens, brother, this can be one of the greatest miracles I know of. Because I had zero dollars. I've got a small audience as far as I know. That's why I have asked people... You can also share the post. Who knows who may read it? If this happens, it's going to be a God thing. And uh, I'm excited, brother, because of the emails that I'm getting from people, God speaking to them. A person I do not know said God told them, and they sent three grand in. So I will say this again. We don't have much time. And that's another thing. Some people are just procrastinators. Don't procrastinate. And again, I'm not asking anybody to send money. Just a pledge. 
And if we get enough, then I'll let you know where to send that $5 or the 5000 or whatever. Um, I even reached out to my brother who knows some of the big televangelists, and I don't know if he's going to contact him, but look, what a grand opportunity to be in the work of building back up God's church. That church has not operated, brother, in over 20 years. It's laid derelict. And there's a prophetic word, in the last days, it would lay in that state and God would bring back a people to rebuild it. I don't know, brother, other than God must have tapped me to be involved today to do this. Two years ago, I think I told you, about two years ago, I found an opportunity to work with A. Allen's only surviving son, Paul Allen. He's the last yeah, I know you did. I know you did, yeah. To help him recover some of his dad's audio and vision material. I took two months off, flipped my days and nights on the schedule, almost destroyed the show. I left for two months. Spent over $30,000 of my own money to buy up some of these things. Not looking to recoup anything, but because I had the supernatural push to do what I could to help recover what the enemy had tried to destroy. The enemy has tried to destroy the reputation of the man of God. There was a group that came over there and rioted across the street. There's a group that came over there and burnt down the building and tried to destroy all the tapes. The man that replaced A. Allen, he's got blood on his hands. He's going to answer to God one day because in all likelihood, he's the one that sold off over 2,000 acres. But praise God, the core, 37.5 acres, the church, the cafeteria, what's left of the uh, some of the other buildings is still there. And brother, it's not a thing too hard for God to see this thing rebuilt up for the last days. Now, God's going to do it through someone. If we're tapped to do it, well, it then the funds will come in in the next eight days. And if it's not God's will, and it's his will for another, then let God's will be done. At the end of the day, not my will, thy will be done, God. But I, I did feel the push to enter into the auction, and here I am today, and I wanted to give you that update. We started with $0, 48 hours, good brother David. We've got eight people that came forward, just had one during the program earlier, said, I'll give $50. Praise God for that. We got $11,250. We've got a ways to go still. But nobody has bid yet, Brother David, which is very interesting. So, Well, it may be, Shannon. Also, you'll collect as much as you can, and you'll probably get the money. And if you don't get the money, don't be dis- uh, disgruntled, because the thing is, maybe somebody's going to buy it. I'm going to give it to you. Brother David, I had two people yesterday get on my Facebook wall and said, you'll never do it. It's impossible. And all of a sudden, I had a flashback. Nehemiah, he was over there trying to rebuild the wall of the Lord, and people were mocking him from down there below, threatening him. And he got and Maybe point, somebody is going to buy it, and then they're going to give it to you for the, the what you want, want it for. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to rest in the Lord. I'm going to keep putting an update out every day. I'm doing all yeah, I can. Do it. Do it. Yeah, do it. And yeah. we're going to wait and see what the Lord does. God You'll can get bring, it one way or another. God can do it if it's his will. And I'm receiving some great uh, emails from people out there. One guy told me, he said, look, I have about $75,000 in property. I'll sell it. I want to come and live at Miracle Valley. I said, brother, no, do not sell your property. I said, I'm not taking money. I'm taking pledges. But God will provide. But I said, you're welcome to work at Miracle Valley and help us. I had somebody say, I don't have anything, but I want to come out and clean toilets and mow grass. I said, you're welcome at Miracle Valley. Anybody who would like to come out there and work, it's the house of God. And if it happens, brother, I've already notified my wife. I said, we're moving to Arizona. She said, are you sure you want to go to the desert? I said, look where I moved from. I was in Las Vegas, the Mojave Desert. So come on. So yes, I, brother, I feel it's time. I, I feel it's time for the next uh, expedition. I'm ready to go to Arizona. Just saying. Mm. There we are. So I contacted you so you can pray for us. I've sent that same email to all my friends. You can pass it along, folks. Share if you can with somebody. That's all we're asking people to do. Pray over it. We got some fasting, and uh, fasting is actually uh, in order right now because this is. This is going to take a, a miracle, and we're going to need to 
we're going to new, we're we're doing we're going into supernatural battle mode with the host of hell because they do not want this to happen. They do not want deliverance back in Arizona. So <laughs> to hell with the devil. Thank you, Amen. my man, for coming on today. How do people make contact with you and your ministry, my friend? Well, they can contact me through my website, which is www.dwmmi.org, Santa David William Messrs Ministers International.org. On there, if you look on my website, you can see many miracles in front of your eyes uh, on my YouTube channels of miracles of the blind seeing, the um, deaf mute speaking, and all sorts of miracles miracles thousands of them if you go onto the healing page and go onto the uh, uh, the youtube page you can virtually see thousands of miracles and i mean outstanding miracles not just bad backs or something like that and uh, just look at it and check it out and you'll see that god can do it today and if you're encouraged with my website and uh, you get a lot from it and uh, you encourage with my teachings and that then do what i said don't send me a gift Pleasure your gift to Shannon in this appeal what you're doing and, uh, and this time I prefer you to do that and don't send it to me send it to Shannon and this, for this appeal uh, so it's dwmmi.org and uh, you can if you want to send me an email it's david at dwmmi.org and uh, same sort of thing so God bless you God bless you um, I want to say that we had a miracle service last night in the church and people got came up for prayer and also we've got a deliverance conference on the 7th of uh, uh, October uh, where we have regular deliverance services, a little bit like Shannon wants to do, but probably in a smaller way. But uh, you know, from small things uh, uh, grow big, from acorns grow big oak trees. And so uh, the thing is that we got the next one is on the seventh of October. So please come, and we do a lovely meal for you in the cafeteria there, and uh, everything. And so you get teachings and ministry as well. Uh, and actually, believe it or not my teaching is I'm teaching people on moving into the miraculous how to move into the miraculous how to do it people say we do it but how, how do we do it what, what, how do we do it so I'm teaching people to move into miraculous because God has used me in this as you'll see on look at my website in many many times in many many countries so and I'm still still doing it where I'll get chosen to go and uh, anybody who wants me to go wherever it is in the world I'm quite happy to go um if it's God's will so that's me david at dwmmi.org david william measures ministries international.org so thank you for listening today and thank you for shannon thank you and sorry sorry a few minutes late but god bless you thank you sir and we love you thank you brother god bless shannon folks stand by i'm running late i apologize let's get brother gary stafford on he may think that we forgot about him hold on okay let's see here uh right there stand by i'm gonna reset 